Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Hey, I'm Stevie, and in the last few years, I have built a wildly successful seven-figure business selling courses and digital products. If you're looking to create, launch, and scale a flagship digital course, or maybe you already have an online course and you want me to spill my secrets, this is the podcast for you. I believe with Wi-Fi, a little strategy, and someone to show you the way, anything is possible. Let's do this. Want to know more about Launchpad, which is my 12-month high-touch group coaching program where I teach you how to create, launch, and scale your flagship online course? Head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad now, and I'll give you access to a free training where I break down the entire strategy for a profitable, sustainable online course business, and you'll learn all about the program as well. That's steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad. Gosh, I love podcasting. Now, I have a renewed love, I feel like, lately because I've been talking to a lot of you guys uh, that are future podcasters that have been jumping on board my launch, a wildly successful podcast course. Uh, And, you know, talking about the authority and the thought leadership and all of that good stuff that podcasting gives you. Uh, But today's episode is really a reflection of why I love podcasting so much because it allows me to uh, think about what you most need and to listen to the conversations that are going on in things like my launchpad program, uh, with the conversations that I'm having people, uh, with people in DMs, with the conversations, you know, just generally that are going on around, you know, my zone of genius, which is digital courses and online business and to, uh, provide my thought leadership. And I think, One of the big sort of conversations I think that has been coming up recently 
is that we're really all navigating some choppy waters at the moment. And it looks like the headwinds, not just for you know online business, uh, but for all businesses are likely here to stay for a season or two, which I think is really interesting because a lot of us that have been in business for you know, two, three, four, five, six, seven, gosh, up to 12 years, probably haven't navigated uh, a period of business like we are you know, starting to go into. There's this seasons in business, right? There's seasons where the market conditions are absolutely thriving and then there's seasons where not so much, right? And when I think about, you know, all of the things that have happened in the online business landscape specifically over the last couple of years. So, you know, I think about iOS changes. I think about increasing ad costs. I think about, you know, the increased competition online plus the decreasing attention spans. (laughs) People can barely get through, you know, a 30 second reel these days. Um, it's, it's a really interesting time, I think, in the world. And I'm listening to the conversations that are happening. And I want to talk today about my thoughts on uh, what's happening, what we can do, and really the options that we have as a business owner when we're faced with more challenging conditions. Now, long story short, there's really two options, right? Number one is that you can kind of wave the red flag. You can blame uh, your results in business on market conditions, and you can give away your power to you know the conditions that are. And, and I'm seeing that happening a little bit. The other way to go, and this is the way that I've decided to go with it, and I really invite you to as well, is to realize that there's always going to be something in business that is going to be challenging and actually take on the responsibility of adapting and evolving to become a better, stronger, and more resilient business owner as a result of that. There's really, you know, the two options that you can go down. And I think like for the ones that do decide to go with option B, which is the option that we've decided to really embrace, I think that there's going to be a lot of opportunity over the next couple of years to really double down, to build a really incredibly strong business and to lead inside of your space whilst others might be retreating. Now, I really choose to believe that there's some truly exciting times upon us right now and to see the true opportunity that these times will give the business owners that are ready to make moves. So what I want to go through today Uh, in today's podcast episode are seven things to consider implementing and thinking about as we all are navigating more challenging business conditions. And I'm not talking about just right now. I'm also talking about, you know, the last year, the last two years when it comes to online business, as well as the market conditions that seem to be coming to a head now. So the first thing that I want to talk to is that it's really important not to blame your current results on something external to you. All right. So as a, you know, a course creator or a business owner, it can be really easy to view our sales results through a lens that allows us to release responsibility for them if they haven't gone to plan. So 
One thing that I have seen recently is like a tendency to blame you know, a lower launch result or a result that you didn't want in terms of sales in your business on something external, whether it's iOS changes or the changing economy or something else, when in fact, here's what that does. It releases you from all of your power over the situation. So here's how I want you to consider any event that happens inside of your business, right? In any situation, there is the fact of what happened, right? So there is, uh, let's use, you know, digital courses. Let's use an online course launch as an example, right? So the fact might be that you got eight sales in a digital course launch, right? In addition to the fact, there is the perception and the meaning that we give to a particular fact, and that is going to be different for everyone, right? So do you perceive eight sales to be a, in inverted commas, failed launch? Do you perceive eight sales to be a wild success? It depends on the person and their goals, right? Do you perceive the reason for that number to be a result of market conditions? Do you perceive the reason for that result to be uh, something else, right? So we're perceiving and giving meaning to a fact. Now, it's really, really dangerous to assign blame. So to put on a fact, blame, uh, for something that's actually outside of our control. I feel like it's really disempowering to do that, right? And so I really blame, uh, I don't blame you for anything. I really invite you um, to think about what is happening inside of your business at the moment in terms of the fact of what happened. And then whether it's a great result, whether it's not a great result, really think about, okay, so how can I not blame something external for that fact But instead think about, okay, so this was my responsibility and what changes can I make, which then gives you back your power, right? So the fact, for example, using that course launch as an example, maybe they wanted 20 sales or 30 sales. And so they're perceiving that the eight wasn't where they wanted to be. So the fact might be that maybe you didn't you know, currently adequately address the current pain points of your market. Maybe you didn't generate the volume of leads you needed. Maybe it's one of a myriad of other things, right? But it can be really easy. And I think the reason that we do this as well is that it allows us to kind of feel better, right? So I got this result, but it's because of, you know, for example, changing market conditions. So that's okay, right? Whereas I think the real key, especially with where we're at at the moment, is to always assign responsibility back to yourself. External conditions are always going to be shifting, right? But it's what what we do and how we react to the things that are within our control that will allow us to change the outcome for next time. It's really disempowering to... Uh, basically blame our results on something external rather than take responsibility, which gives us the ability to make changes. I hope that makes sense. 
So the second thing that I want you to really consider doing with uh, all of the changes that we're seeing in online business and with market conditions and things at the moment is to really look at your messaging. Now, we work very, very closely with our Launchpad clients around messaging, and it's because it is often the difference between getting traction and not getting traction. Now, here's the big clincher though. You can't just look at your messaging once and then assume that it's good to go forever, okay? The big thing that I'm seeing right now is that what worked even a year ago with your offers may not work today. And the reason for that is that ultimately people buy offers and, you know, people buy a digital course or a digital program because it's solving a problem for them and because they want a specific transformation, right? And the big thing is that the the problem And the challenge that, you know, your perfect fit student might have had a year ago is likely with all of the changes that are happening in the world are likely different today. All right. So just because an offer worked 12 months ago, 24 months ago, because it was solving the problem that your perfect fit person had at that particular time doesn't mean that that will be the case today. Okay. So exercise number one for you is to ensure that your business is always staying relevant. If you're finding yourself experiencing a decline in numbers, when you compare to, you know, let's say your figures a year ago, it is likely because the market has shifted and you have not shifted with it. Okay. So one thing that even us inside of our business, you know, we have had really, really solid offer and it is still a really solid offer. We've had no change in terms of that at the moment. But what we do know is that there's been a lot of changes in the world over the last 12 months, right? And so what we're doing is really intensive market research calls with our audience and our clients to find out in their own words, the challenges that they are facing now, okay? You will see as a result of that updated messaging over the coming months that are going to be the fruits of our labor, Now, the reason why we're doing that is that if we're talking like we still have this like real number one, if you have really generic messaging, it's never going to work anyway. Right. So let's say you have a course and you're talking about are you feeling overwhelmed? Like everyone feels overwhelmed all the time with all of the things. Um, But let's say that, you know, your messaging a year ago was talking to one particular problem or pain point. Let's say, for example, you're a Facebook ads manager and a year ago people were just like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what to do with targeting. But now it's all about, you know, Um, changes with iOS and and increasing ad costs and all of that sort of thing. If you're not talking to that new problem and pain point, you're going to find it very, very difficult to get the same people because they've got a different problem to the problem that they had a year ago, right? So I actually saw a really great ad from somebody that was um, a Facebook ad manager just recently. Oh no, uh, um, she also had an email marketing course. And so um, her messaging inside of her email marketing course was talking about, hey, are you finding that you're um, not getting into Gmail inboxes at the moment, given all of the changes that have just happened? We've noticed that our open rates have declined by half and it's because Gmail have, have made these specific changes. And so she was talking to that in the context of her sales page, right? Whereas, you know, that wouldn't have 
been relevant a year ago, but people who would see that now, if they want an email marketing course, that might be the challenge that they're currently having. And so speaking to that is going to have a much, much, much higher chance of getting traction than to talking to these like generic or outdated problems that people might have been having a little bit uh, a while ago, right? So I want you to really look at your messaging. Now, the businesses that are going to stand out, I think over the coming months and years, are going to be the ones that stay relevant and open to shifting their message to suit the shifting needs of their customers. So I want you to think about, are you still Even if like a year ago or 24 months ago, your offer was firing, right? Are you, is the problem that your people had then, are you still solving a problem that is an urgent priority? Are you listening? So as you're going through that sales process, are you listening, for example, in a launch, right, to to new objections that are coming up, right? So to, to the things that people are saying, is the reason that they're not purchasing because likely they're going to be different things to what they were saying a year ago. And if you haven't updated all of your sales collateral and your messaging and all of those sorts of things to speak to the objections that people are having right now, then you are missing a huge, huge, huge opportunity. So number three is that I want you to uh, consider who it is that you're speaking to with your digital products and offers. Okay. Now, What I know to be true is that when there are changing market conditions, people are looking more closely at their investments. And so it's more important than ever to make sure that you are targeting the right profitable market. Okay. Now, one of the traps that I see uh, when somebody is just starting out and they decide that they're going to create a course is that they feel like they need to speak to a beginner market of people that are just starting out. And they do this even if they're really an expert in their space, right? So, you know, they may have worked in corporate, they might have been, you know, the marketing director for a huge organization for the last 10 years, and they've gotten some really transformational results for people, But then they go and they create a digital course and it'll be for people that are just trying to figure out Instagram right at the very start of their career, you know, maybe in the first year, right? And so there's nothing wrong with targeting that market, but have a think about, okay, so, you know, uh, what results have I gotten for people and how can I actually elevate my market to speak to the results that I have gotten in the past? You don't always need to speak to that beginner market, okay? And so the benefit of doing that is that uh, you're then able to uh, compete in a less price-sensitive market, okay? Um, if you're, so number one, elevating the problem that you're solving and number two, getting more specific with the problem that you're solving. Okay. So if you're solving a problem in an inherently price sensitive market, think about elevating your messaging to solve a higher level problem in a less price sensitive market. Um, And it's really common, like it's really common to feel like you need to serve the absolute beginner, but often like profitability actually comes from solving more specific higher level problems. Okay. So that is one thing. Think about like elevating your niche. All right. Now, the other thing around this as well is that when the market changes, it can be really tempting to think that you need to lower your pricing to Uh, be more affordable for the people that you're actually serving. 
Or I see this like uh, brain sparking of, of an idea. And I've had a few conversations with people around this recently where they're like, oh, I need to release some like smaller, more affordable offers, right? I actually don't think that that is necessarily the way to go in the very first instance. I actually think that you need to be thinking, okay, how can I adjust my messaging to speak to a less price sensitive market? And how can I actually think about, you know, because, you know, in in all market conditions, there's going to be a subset of people that uh, uh are able to afford more, right, than than your core offer, right? So let's say you have 100 people that have your core offer, you know, the the common sort of uh, the way that it's articulated is that there's always going to be like 10% that could afford 10 times more, right? And so they're likely to be the ones that potentially have more discretionary spend, right? So rather than thinking about how can I, you know, um, start to have these like smaller offers or cutting my pricing, think about, okay, so how can I actually elevate the value of the offer that I've already got to speak to a different person and to provide, you know, elevated value for an increased price? Or how can I introduce something above my core offer if you've already got your core offer firing uh, to speak to that market? So number three is elevating your niche. Number four is offer optimization. Okay. So if you haven't updated your actual course or program in a while, uh, the reason why I often see that somebody, you know, creates a course, creates a program, and then just lets it sit is that they're creating several courses or programs and they're not going all in on the one, um, or they've just been resting on their laurels. All right. Now, the reason why in Launchpad we're so bullish on having one core offer is that I know for sure you create that offer the first time, you have students go through it, you look for the areas of optimization, and the art then becomes continually refining it and making it better. It's really difficult to do that with more than one sort of core offer at a time. So my point around offer optimization is that at the moment, it's more important than ever to really lean in and find out from your students and your clients what it is that they need, how you can serve them better, and how you can ensure that they are raving about you uh, and that you're going over and above for them, right? So treating your existing students and your existing clients better than ever is more important than ever at the moment. So look to rather than kind of looking out the door and looking at, you know, opportunities for for, uh, getting more leads in so that you can get more sales, serve your existing people better because it is going to uh, pay off dividends in terms of uh, in terms of the the referrals that those people give you in terms of the customer lifetime value. Those people will stay with you for longer. And in terms of retention, keeping the people that you already have, right? So number five is to have fun. So I'm all about having one core digital offer inside of your business, validating it and scaling it to where it is that you want to get it to, right? Once you have done that, and only once you have done that, you have my permission to have fun and experiment. So to use a personal example, for us with Launchpad, we have been single focused on Launchpad for the last 18 months. We have literally done nothing else than optimize it, optimize the funnel, optimize the client experience and make it the best it can possibly be. Now for us, what we have decided to do is listen to the market. 
And what the market is saying to us at the moment, now that we've got our core offer, we can kind of look around and see what this is. Um, we've been talking about, you know, increasing your authority, increasing your thought leadership. And so people are like, well, how, how do I go about doing that? And we've always had our launch a wildly successful podcast course, but we were like, okay, well, let's just have some fun with this and do a lazy launch of our launch a wildly successful podcast course uh, so that we can serve people with the problems and the needs that they have right now, right? Now that has been doors closed for that uh, uh, today, today, if you're listening to the podcast uh, on the day that it comes out, um, that has been an incredibly successful launch because we've allowed ourselves to have fun, to try something else and being open to experimenting and helping people in a different way to the way that we usually do, which has also elevated our cash flow. And I give you permission to do the same, but not until you have your core offer sorted. So number six is that I want you to really think about focusing on increasing your customer lifetime value at the moment. Okay. So getting more leads in the door at a time like now, when it costs to acquire a new customer and those costs are rising uh, with things like ad costs, etc., might actually not be the smartest thing to prioritize. So I want you to think about how you can actually serve your existing customers and, and students and clients better, right? So is there uh, an Ascension offer that you can lead them into? Uh, are there aligned offers that you could offer at the point of sale to increase the order value from the sales that you're already making, right? So with our Launch a Wildly Successful podcast course, uh, we have obviously the course, but then we know that people are like, gosh, I need so many topic ideas for my podcast and I need them to be strategic and aligned to my offer to get people to buy from me. And so we were like, great, well, we actually have a workshop on that exact thing. And so we give people the opportunity to purchase that at the same time that they purchase the podcast course, right? So it's not getting new leads in the door, but it's serving the leads that we already have better. And the other thing to think about here as well is, you know, going back to that, um, making your offer better and optimizing your offer, how can you improve the customer experience so that you retain your current students and clients for longer? So the mindset to adopt here is how can you make at least as much from renewals, from retention, from increasing order value as you do from new lead generation at a time where it might be a little bit more difficult to get the new leads in the door. How can you serve the people that you already have better, right? And that's more profitable for you as well. And finally, the other thing that I want you to think about in these, you know, more inverted commas, challenging times is that I want you to really claim and become the leader in your space. So when times are uncertain, and I think we can all agree that times feel uncertain at the moment, people look up to those that are leading the thought in their industry and providing a clear and confident path to follow. I invite you to be that person. People are like looking for certainty. They're looking for security. They're looking for someone to step up and show them what to do. So show up for them and do it consistently and do it boldly. You will stand out when you do that, right? Now, if you're a business owner, like you've signed up for a life, <laughs> PS, that involves like ups and downs in market conditions, right? And, and the truth is, that navigating them is, is a skill that you can master just like anything else. And so 
I really invite you, like, step up to the challenge, find the opportunity, you know, when others are looking to blame external conditions, really be the leader in your space that people are wanting right now. They want to follow, you know, a, a consistent uh, a leader that can that can forge the path for them. So I want you to, you know, pivot. I want you to adjust your sales and I want you to really like trust that you have everything inside of you right now to thrive in all of in all conditions, in good conditions, in not so good conditions because they will always come, right? There's going to be the seasons of business. One thing I can say for sure is that your students and your clients need you now more than ever. But in terms of your messaging and positioning, it may look different to what it looked like a year ago. So do the work to find out what it is that people need most right now, pivot, make adjustments and be that person. So to summarize what we went through in today's podcast episode, I did want to talk about, you know, the the chat that's going on at the moment in terms of the navigation of choppy waters uh, that we're experiencing, we're all collectively experiencing and likely we will for a little while. And my real steadfast kind of position on it, which is to stand up and to become the leader and to really stand out at a, at a time when others potentially aren't, okay? And so the, the things that I really invite you to look at to summarize, and number one is not blaming your results on tighter wallets, right? It's very easy to exi- assign blame for a, a, a fact, right? Uh, and to blame something outside of our control when in fact taking responsibility allows us to make changes. So don't blame your results on tighter wallets. Number two, update your messaging, right? So what worked a year ago with your offers and your messaging may not work today because the problems that people had a year ago are likely different to the problems that they have today. So speak to your market, find out the language in their own words. What are their exact pain points? What are the problems that they're having now? And pivot and update your messaging to suit that, right? That is a huge opportunity to stand out because your competitors are likely not doing that. Number three is to elevate your niche, all right? So it's very common when you're starting out with a digital product uh, to, even though you're, you know, you've gotten elevated results for people or for yourself, to still start out with that beginner market, which is inherently a more price sensitive market in many respects. And so how can you actually look at the results that you've achieved and potentially elevate what it is that you're offering to suit the results that you know that you're capable of getting? Number four is offer optimization. So now more than ever, you need to make sure that you've got epic offers, you're serving people well, and that your students and clients are raving about you and that you're solving the problem that they have now. Number five is have fun. Okay. So if you've got a core offer in your business, I always tell you it's very important to have that um, and it's validated and it's working. Have fun, go out, try some different things, actually, you know, serve your warm audience in a different way and use that as an area of profitability that you may not have focused on before. Number six is focus on increasing your customer lifetime value. All right. So getting more leads in the door is becoming more and more challenging. So how can you make more from the people that you're already serving? And number seven is be the leader in your space, all right? So when everyone else is, you know, uh, not being that person, actually be that person that's providing certainty and security and leading the thought inside of your industry that will allow you to stand out and ultimately to sell out. All right, guys, that is it for today's podcast episode. I hope you appreciated these points and know that we are all in this together. But I think that honestly, 
our students, our clients need us more than ever. And so it's time to really step up, claim our space and be the leader that we know that we're capable of being. I'm definitely doing that. And I invite you to do the same as well. If today's podcast episode resonated with you, if you want to continue the conversation over in the DMs, my DMs are always open at Stevie Says Social. I would love to do that with you there. All right, guys, until next week, I'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you've made it this far, hopefully it means you've liked it. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes and leave me a quick rating and a review while you're there. I would be so, so grateful. Want to say hi? Head over to Instagram at Stevie Says Social and send me a DM. Till next time.